You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Welcome to Nowhere, California presents our conversation with Eric Lundmark. A while back, we talked to Brian Crisco about the really awesome uh, movie adventure app known as Movie Maze. To give you a quick reminder, Movie Maze is basically choose your own adventure with a movie. And they started out with the installment known as The Mechanic. And during our conversation with Brian, he told us about some of the upcoming titles, like The Plumber and then The Babysitter, which is going to be their horror one, which they already thought would give them the mature content rating on most of the app servers. But they got the mature content rating a little too soon with their newest installment, The Plumber, which confused a lot of people since The Plumber doesn't really have too much of of a projectable content. So right now we're going to sit down with the director of The Plumber, Eric Lundmark, and talk to him about the making of this uh, installment of the Movie Maze app and a little bit about his uh, career and life in general. So as always, without further ado, let's talk to Eric. Hey, we are now joined by Eric Ludmark. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Day off from work, so I get to do what I love to do is uh, talk to creative people. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Uh, I guess the best way to start would be, uh, when did the creative spark of filmmaking begin in your life? Oh, the creative spark of filmmaking? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's been around for a long time. Long time, man. I've been doing show big for over 35 years, so that's a long time. Well, um, did you uh, go to school to uh, fine-tune your craft, or was it kind of a uh, trial by fire for you? Well, actually, my background is music. I went to many music schools to learn that uh, craft professionally from the ground up, and ended up in um, Hollywood here in 92, and I've been here now for 22 years. Me working with music and composing for shows, and then I started producing myself about seven or eight years ago, and that kind of morphed into you know, more production and sales. That's awesome. Um, you were just talking about your um, music background, and also too through your credits, you have directed, and you've written, and you produced, and acted. Is there a particular role that you prefer above another? Well, I mean, my true identity is music. I, I love making music, playing music, writing music. That's yeah, that's my soul. There's a lot of other fun stuff to do. I like editing. I like filming, shooting stuff. I, I, I really enjoy that too. Uh, so I guess those three things combined. Is Yeah, I think uh, Kevin Smith once said that no one really goes into filmmaking to say, oh, I want to be a producer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you're a producer because you want to make stuff. You want to get stuff done. So you say, well, if no one else did it, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I guess to jump right into what uh, brought us together, where did the idea for Movie Maze come from? Developers. 
and I showed a little rudimentary test clip that he had done with his friend, Dan T. And I said, oh, wow, that reminds me of this game. Oh, I want to do this. It's so cool. So I told him, take that down from your website right now. You got to do this right. Um, and then we started doing the mechanic. And we went from that idea concept to a finished product in five months. I absolutely love the mechanic and just the whole concept alone when I was talking to Brian about it, it uh, rang true to like the old like choose your own adventure books. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we we didn't think of those books actually because I mean I am not from Europe originally and those books didn't make it over there. I wasn't familiar with them, but I've learned now here that everyone else can hear. but that wasn't what we were thinking when we did it. It was just a cool way to keep the audience curiosity peak you know, every minute to two minutes or so, and just kind of see what happens. I wonder what happens if I press this one, that kind of thing. Oh, exactly. Um, with the idea in mind, how did you guys uh, present it, I guess, to, like, the Android company or Apple? And when you find out to be a developer, once you're approved to be a developer, you just do your work and you submit it for approval, and if it was approved, then it's a pretty straightforward process, actually. Okay, and... Um, I guess leading into the controversy of the situation, uh, how do how does the uh, develop the uh, distributors such as Android or Apple? How do they um, approve the work and um, rate it? Like such kind of like the MPAA with regular movies. Right. Well, with Android, it went through fine with the same rating as we had before, but the iTunes su- submission process is very strange because you're not really talking to the person per se. It's a questionnaire where you fit in different answers. And depending on the combination of these answers, the rating is generated for you. Because um, there's such volume that you don't have the manpower to then go through everything, right? So, um, when it, for example, for the mature content, there's two options, only two options. If you have myelin frequent or intent and frequent. And that would change your rating from a 12 plus to a 17 plus. Because when we submitted Mahalden Infrequent, which we thought was pretty accurate, yeah. they, they apparently had looked at it uh, and said, no, we, we don't approve that. And we were very surprised. Well, and we tried to start a dialogue, but they weren't really responsive. So we had to change it to, well, the only option was in terms of frequent, and then it bumped us up to 17 plus, and then, of course, we were approved. And so that was, was strange. And the only reason that we, we we got there in the first place because we see it was approved at 12 plus right away but when our developing team our tech partners they submitted it to the plumber and they forgot to fill out that form correctly so then automatically at default it, it says it's a 4 plus rating I mean age 4 yeah and it says no 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 that's not okay so then I think we got on the radar because anything that's going to be released for little kids like that has to be scrutinized and when they looked at that they said no this is not approved this is to enhance your 4 year old Yeah, that's the strange thing. I've been playing uh, the plumber the past couple of nights and everything, and honestly, I have not even noticed anything outlandishly inappropriate, even with it being called the plumber. I haven't even noticed a plumber's crack. No, 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 not even that. It's absolutely perfectly honest. I think the mechanic, the 
dramatic, it's more flirty and more suggestive. And that was the whole point. We wanted to be a little flirty because we were trying to go for the 15 to 25 year olds, you know, the high school and college fanboys who, who like little flirty comedy with some weird and crazy city comedy at that stuff. This one, because our feedback from the first one was very, very good from younger teens and also older audience, they thought, well, let's, let's make it a little broader. Let's not just make it, you know, flirty, sexy teen comedy. Let's make it a little more adventure and broader and almost like a Disney film kind of. Um, so that's, that, that was what we were going for. That was our aim, actually. So we were very surprised when it said, nope, 17 plus. <laughs> what? Yeah. That is just strange. Like, you're talking about the next process for you guys is, I guess, to appeal it to an actual human instead of a questionnaire? Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we're writing to them, but we just haven't heard back yet. You know, they're very, very of course, and many people are writing to them all the time, I'm sure. So it's just a matter of getting in line and getting a case for them to say, what's wrong? What, what is it that you're objecting against? Oh, that's insane. Um, I guess to move on to the next... Uh, process is uh, what are you looking forward to in the future installments of um, the Movie Maze app? The next film up is going to be called The Babysitter and it's a straight horror and that will be 17 plus if we follow the range because with the first one we asked for feedback and the most common answer we got was please make a horror one okay and then we did a script Actually, Brian, the, the star of the plot, he is a really good writer, so he wrote the script. We kept it in a comedic line, and we all read it, and it's that scene. It's kind of silly and funny, but it's not really scary. I think these guys really want to scare horror, so we changed it and made it straight scary instead, so that's the one we're working on now. And then, of course, all the genres, you know, sci-fi, and, uh, more comedy. Comedy is almost most great because the short uh, attention span and the short scenes and the short format. But pretty much anything where you can have choices and surprises and uh, just goofy things happening. Yeah, Brian was telling uh, me about this script when we were talking to him, and some of the uh, planned, I guess, kills are. I cannot wait to see them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the comedic payoff is in the so called dead ends. So it's like, we have people that make a choice, and the story continues, and, oh man, I want to see what happened if he died again. <laughs> That's what I've been doing with uh, Mechanic and Plumber is like, as soon as I get through to all the endings, I usually will jump back and play through all the deaths. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to go. Um, I guess to wrap things up, uh, do you have any other upcoming projects, I guess, outside of the Movie Maze world that you want us to know about? And also, too, where can we find you online? Uh, sure. Our company, the production company, is called Leo Mark Studios, L-E-O-M-A-L-K Studios, dot com. And we are a production company and distribution company. And we have a really exciting film coming up that you released this summer called Star Leaf. It's about marijuana from outer space. In your pot. <laughs> and it's not hilarious. And it has funny bits in it, but it's really a sci-fi adventure with a serious tone. Uh, it's based on a true story, not the alien part, but it, it, you know, it's a war veteran comes back to share his PTSD and how this uh, plant is uh, healing him and helping him out a better and more normal life than traditional meditation and so on. And uh, it, it's turning out to be a really, really cool movie. And we have a lot of events planned, uh, especially for the Northwest, the Seattle area, and uh, Portland and so on up in the Northwest. So that, 
That sounds awesome. Um, on uh, Nowhere California, we have a typical uh, closing question we like to ask people, and I'm going to pose it to you. Eric, what is your favorite What the Fuck movie moment? Uh, what is your favorite what the fuck movie moment? Like basically a scene from a movie that just made you just go what? You can see why it's became our favorite question. <laughs> Take your time. I edit all these episodes so I can make it seem oh, like it's... Exactly. Well, you know, to, to just... What I'm thinking about that, I think that used to be more common in older films, I think, that they had more freedom to break the rules in the genre. Nowadays, it's so... All the big movies, they're so afraid to break the rules, you know? So they're very, very true to the form in the genre all the time. So I guess you see less of that. The only thing I can think of right now is because I have a personal connection to it. Uh, Gremlins 2. <laughs> you know, a little backstory. The reason I came to LA was to study with Jerry Goldsmith, composer. Yeah. And, yeah, and he was my favorite composer, and he was a guest teacher at USC where I studied for a year with him. And he told us a lot of fun stories and so on, but he actually had a cameo in Gremlins 2 where they are in the lunch counter or cafeteria. There's no, you know, food counters and they're standing there with the trays, you know, you know, no food from the buffet. And there's a dragon popping up in the middle of the food. <laughs> that, was, that was my what the fuck moment in that movie because, uh, yeah, because the kid, he was there and I thought he was coming to food and he actually had to smoke a line. What? You know, here? That's awesome, man. Actually, Girlins 2 is one of my all-time favorite movies, so that's... I definitely agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, Joe Downs is great. He always makes those great films. Awesome, man. Uh, honestly, thank you, Eric, for uh, taking the time to come on Nowhere and talking to us about the ups and downs of movie maze. Okay, sure. Thanks for having me.